This is a Colored Pencil Podcast, session number 257. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a Colored Pencil Podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, John here. This is a Colored Pencil Podcast. I am your host, and I'm so excited today to welcome to the show Anna Warren. Anna Thank you so much for coming on here and talking to us about your art path, everything you're doing in art. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. Awesome. Well, let's go back and let's talk about what got you started uh, being an artist. You told me that before we started recording that you were a you you consider yourself a drawer. And so you draw and yeah. you use just about any kind of um, medium uh, as long as, you know, it's you're holding it uh, in stick form, I guess, in your hand and you're drawing with it. So I'm fascinated about that uh, with that. And I would like to know, have you always been an artist or is that something that, um, you know, you were doing as a child and then maybe you you didn't do that for 20 years like a lot of us. And then you came back to art. I don't know. Yeah. Fill us in there. Well, no, I I have, I think, always been an artist. I, I have drawn since I was a child. If I had pocket money, I spent my money on, on pencils and, and sketchbooks. <laughs> right. and, and actually, I still do. I have far too many sketchbooks. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so all through my, my life, because uh, even yeah, when I was at school, I did it. But when I was in high school, um, we were discouraged from doing art. Unfortunately, in that era, huh. it was um, you did art if you weren't capable of doing sciences. So if you could right. do physics and chemistry, you did physics and chemistry. If you couldn't yeah. do them, you did art and needlework. Um, so, but I still did my drawing, and um, yeah, so I just I always have. And then uh, when I, I because I, I grew up in the UK, and so okay. we did A-levels, and I, I wasn't doing A-level art, but I did take it up um, towards the end because I felt that that was the direction I wanted to be heading in. Okay, so that that may be like uh, AP level, advanced placement uh, over here in the United States, something like that, the A-level, I'm, I'm guessing. What, what is that exactly? I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not it's, sure what it's that what is. You, it's what you do in the... the the, the exams you do in the last year of high school. Um, okay. So I think that the system has changed now. Um, okay. But back okay. then you would choose three subjects which you'd do in depth. And the oh. results you got from those three subjects gave you the entry into university or whatever it is that you chose to do after that. Ah, uh, ah interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I did, I did art. History and Latin. Okay. Mm, so. And then did you go on to college then? And Yeah, because okay. uh, I went on to do um, a, a foundation course. at. Okay. It was at the, the local college near where my parents lived. And uh -huh. so that was the system back then. You do a one-year foundation course, which covers all aspects of art and design. So we did a bit of painting, a bit of sculpture, ceramics, textile design, um, you know, anything you think of mm -hmm. uh, in that one year, just to get a taster of everything. And then after that, you chose the subject that you were most interested in and applied to do um, uh, a degree course um, at a, either a college or, a, you know, advanced 
college, um, the, you know, university level um, right. degree. Um, and I decided to do graphic design. Ah. Um, so because I, I knew I could earn a living doing graphic design and uh, even though the, the tutors on my foundation course were encouraging me to do fine art i.e you know painting and what have you I knew that if I did that I would have to teach to support myself and I yeah. didn't want to teach so I thought if I choose graphic design then I will you know should always be able to get a job and, and work at case. what you love, I guess. Right. Yes. yes. Right. And, yeah. and then, and still do, still do all my drawing and what have you, um, in my spare time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So that's the way it sort of continued. Mm. And that worked out. You it did, did that then? It you did. were a graphic Absolutely. designer. Yeah. 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 So, so when I left college, I went to work in a publisher and I worked there designing books. Okay. Um, and I was, I would, I was going to uh, evening classes doing life drawing and that sort of thing as well all the time. So I just kept up doing the drawing. I could do some illustration with my work, but it was mostly design and layout, layout of the book, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so I've worked in publishing all my working life. Was there ever this itch uh, to uh, just start doing, you know, more uh, fine art or, or, you know, art uh, on its own and start selling or, you know, I I, I don't know. I mean, you Mm. said you were doing some life drawing. Were you, were you also like working at creating a body of work and selling it or anything like that? Well, at that stage, it was really just a case of just maintaining my skills yeah. and just enjoying it um and when i when i came to australia i well, well i came here and had my two daughters and i worked still in publishing and still doing evening classes i was doing evening classes in printmaking um and oh, wow. just at times you know whenever i had free time i would do that and then i started joining art society so it wasn't until i came to Australia that I actually started exhibiting my work. So why do you think that is? Oh, it it was lack of time, really. Yeah, you're just busy raising your girls, or no, you didn't have girls back then. No, I didn't. No, not back in the UK. So yeah, because I was yeah was working full time, but yeah, still doing still my drawing. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And I think at that stage it hadn't even really occurred to me that I could become an exhibiting artist. I was just doing it because I just had a drive to do it. Um, Yeah. Just you know, couldn't stop drawing and painting. So and <laughs> everywhere I went, you know, I had to have my sketchbook and um, just just keep drawing, really. So yeah. So in Australia, you just kept pursuing those interests that you loved, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you decided, hey, I'm gonna uh, pursue this even more and become uh, an active member in these art societies. And so, which ones did you join? What did you start doing? Well, the the first one I joined was a group of printmakers called Open Byte Printmakers, and it, I joined right at the beginning of when when it began, um, mm-hmm. because printmaking, I mean, printmaking is an interesting area, um, mm-hmm. and I still regard myself as a printmaker because it's really? it's, it's something that I, that I can draw within. Um, so I tend to use the, the the aspects of printmaking where I can draw. So it'd be etching mm-hmm. or monotypes and, and th- those sorts of areas. But mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, so the, the, um, it was a, a great group of people. It was a small society, about 20 people. 
and we exhibited quite widely and yeah because I got the first taste of actually exhibiting my work and selling my work and getting some interest in it nice Um, and so I was a a member of that for about 20 years and so I joined that in 1995 and I gradually got to the point where I was doing less printmaking the society had changed people had changed the shape of it had changed so I sort of dropped out of it but by that time I had I'd also joined the the Kurangai Art Society which is a local um, one in the local area that just had you know um, artists of all kinds painters uh, painters drawers printmakers what have you but it was sort of mainly geared towards painting and then I joined the Miniature Art Society which is the Australian Society of Miniature Art and um, and that was through through people that I met in various courses and classes and through the the other groups. Yeah, you, one thing leads to another. You meet one right, person right. and you, know, you, you get involved with different things. And I'm still very much involved with the Miniature Art Society. Um, now, what year was that? I mean, approximately. So that, that was 2000 or something. No, because oh. oh, actually, because I think I said I joined Open Byte in 95. It was 92 I joined Open Byte, I think. And okay. uh, ninety five that I joined the Miniature Art Society. Ah, okay, you've been there a long time. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great. Yeah, enjoy. Were you it. doing miniatures uh, all along, or like in your sketchbooks? I'm guessing. Or yeah, well, I think I've always been drawn to working, working small and working in an intricate sort of way. Nearly everything I do is is quite detailed, quite intricate, quite sort of fine, which does lend itself to miniature art because yeah. the, the, the whole principle of it is is about detail. Um, right. About something, the, the, something precious you can hold in your hand and just look at it in detail rather than, than um, mm. uh, you know, the, a six foot painting or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, cause that, that's something that I've never been drawn to doing It's is large works. So uh-huh. it's always been small, intimate kind of work. But so uh-huh. the miniatures really suits me very well. Was it mostly painting or was it drawing in the miniature, the um, Australian society of miniature art? Yeah. Well, or is it a mix? It's, it is a mix. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably most of our members are painters. Um, well, because I can give you an example. Every year we have an awards exhibition, and okay. in in that there are well, there are actually nine nine sections which are divided up by um, media. And so there's there's watercolor, oils, acrylics, um, three dimensional work, which is something else oh. I can tell you about because I get involved wow. with that okay. element as well. Um, uh, that sounds tough doing it in a miniature way. <laughs> well, it, I'm sorry, that just sounds really yeah. difficult. Well, it's, uh, sometimes it is. I mean, so yeah. some of the people in the society are extraordinary with the the, the fine work that they do. Oh, in my, yeah. my 3D works, it's mostly little books. So miniature books. Oh, that's neat. Uh, well, listen, I interrupted you. So you're going to tell me the it. nine categories. So we had watercolor, oil, acrylic, and uh, 3D. 3D, uh, so mixed media, mixed drawing, media. Um, uh, what else is, oh, cause, well, there's there's another category which is called the Coleman Award, which is a What's themed that? one, and so that oh, one, okay. that's been sponsored by a, a couple called the Colemans, and so that, so okay. every year there's a, it has a different theme, because the, the one, well, we were supposed to be having the exhibition about this time 
now but obviously that's been cancelled because of all the, the COVID-19 the stuff. Virus, yeah. But the, so the, the, the theme for this year was to be the built environment. So people were, could do oh. um, uh, an artwork uh, in any medium um, okay. uh, uh, with the, the theme of the built environment. So, so yeah, so that's the, another category. Mm. So it's, it's, really, it's really broad. Um, virtually everything... Any medium is accepted in the society except for like uh, compute, commute, computer art. That, that, gotcha. At this stage, we're not really accepting that. So, yeah. Mm. So they're lumping drawing uh, together with uh, just any drawing medium. Mm. Um, mm. So so I, I got to – I mean, this is a colored pencil podcast, so I've got to talk to you yes. about colored pencil. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we got to at least hit on colored pencil. So oh, yeah. A lot of colored pencil artists are going to be very fascinated with your particular use of colored pencils and your preferred brands and uh, you know the the support or surface that you work mm -hmm. on. So talk to us about that. Just tell me a little bit about any progression in your colored pencil medium that you've used or mixing it with other mediums. And I'd oh, like right. to know what you've been doing with that. Mm -hmm. Well, First, I probably should say that my my instincts are always black and white. So I've always wow. worked mainly in graphite, and and then, but I've gradually come okay. to using color over time. Yeah. And so I I I do have a lot of colored pencils, but the the there I I love Prismacolors for their richness and their the yeah. the you know the waxiness. But right. I do I worry about the color fastness of some of the pencils, and I I, right. I know that you can go into the details of finding which ones are good and which ones aren't. But I do I like to use those, but I probably use Polychromos more than anything else, and that's what I'm using certainly at the moment on, on things I actually have on my drawing board right now, and I've got the it's Polychromos that I use, um, and as far okay. as the support goes. I, I love working on drafting film. I love the, the richness you can get. And when you work on both sides, you can get that yeah. intensity of color. Um, and, and for miniatures, that, that is a really nice combination because you can get such an intensity. Um, but I also work on regular watercolor paper. I mean, just looking around here, I've got um, two things on the go at the moment um, that are on just um, reasonably heavy watercolor paper, usually uh -huh. at least 250 gram, 300 gram, which I think is 140 pounds. Right, right. Um, but uh, also, um, well, I was going to say I use Yupo, which I do use, mm, but not mm -hmm. really so much for the colored pencils. I use that, uh, but there's another medium which I absolutely love and use a lot, which is called liquid pencil. Um, I don't know if you've come across that. Yeah, I, so here's a confession I have. Um, so I have some um, this globby liquid pencil, mm -hmm. and uh, I've used it one time. I played with it one time, and that was mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. And I always i I would uh, put it out where I could see it, and I was like, one of these days, I'm going to use it. <laughs> and I've not used it. So you liked that, huh? Well, I on the I, Yupo. Y yes, I use it yeah. in a really specific kind of way. In okay. that. I use it as a base. I don't. I don't ah. draw it. I don't as as such anyway. And I because on the Yupo, if you water it down and you sort of splash it on um, yeah. and let let it dry, 
um, or you can Ooh. press into it with um, like scrunched up um, uh, plastic wrap or something. Uh-huh. And you, get, you can get textures and you let it dry. And I do that, nice. and then I draw into it. Um, and obviously, it's mostly very abstract kind of work. But um, yeah, that's a very thin surface. I mean, you're not going to yeah. be able to get a whole lot of layers on that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you may have just sparked some curiosity in me to uh, pull mine out and mm-hmm. <laughs> give it another uh, shot. So, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with with your polychromos pencils. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, using that on watercolor paper uh, or the drafting film, I mean, are you using, well, any other medium, but are you also using like solvent or anything like that or, yeah, or not? No, just I, some... I, te- I do have some solvent, uh, okay. <laughs> as we all do buy all these things. And I do have yeah, some. Yeah. And I, I tried it, but I didn't like the results that I got with it. Um, okay. So I tend to just use the pencils as they are, just use them dry. but. I, I do often um, work into um, something that I have below, if you know what I mean. Because, like, I mean, I have a, a drawing just up here on my desk, which is, um, it's, it's a, a monoprint, but it's a very, it's a, a very pale print. It's what's called a ghost print. Uh, okay. I'm going into a whole lot of different things here, but... Um, when, when you when you do a print, you get your initial print off. And if you put it back through the press again without adding any more ink to the plate, you can right. get a second print, which is a very pale one, which That's is called the a ghost, ghost print. print. Oh, interesting. And then I often use those to draw into. So I use that as a, a base. Um, I mean, I can show I can show you this one I've got here. I don't know if you want to. Are um, you? Well, no, that'd be that'd be fascinating. Are you? You've got your own print machine. You're doing that with, or are you taking well, it somewhere? I, I actually, I did. I had a I had my own press. I had a press for really okay. uh, yes, for tw- wow. twenty odd years. But I I sold it at the beginning of this year because I simply wasn't using it. But oh my goodness! I'm I'm, I'm very lucky in that I've got a um, an excellent art center in the next street to me i can walk there oh wow so i can i go up there i I hire the print room and every monday afternoon and i just i go do my printmaking up there um oh man that's a dream come true that's cool yeah it's fantastic yeah i would like to see what you're talking about if you if you don't mind this is it i'm this is partially Partially, if I if I hold it you up, can, here, you can hold it up. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll you, see. I don't know if you can oh, see yeah. that. Yeah, uh, yeah just put it right in front of, of yourself it. for just a moment, and then hold it up a little higher, and I can see it. Wow, that is fascinating. I love that. So, so the, the 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 there is a basis of the green and the uh-huh. red, and then I drew the shells on the top, okay. and okay. then we're ingesting what well, in actually water based graphite, and, and then more graphite and Uh, then i'm working into the the background with the polychromos and so it's it's only partly done i want to really intensify the background um oh that's so neat so you're using that's so cool thanks for for sharing that so you're using the liquid graphite is that how you're getting sort of that bouquet kind of look around the shells themselves or well, some, is that some, with polychromos? So that's mostly the polychromos because, okay. yeah, because the, when I drew those shells, I used the, um, the water soluble graphite, which is yeah. you know, it's just the graphite pencils and you just right. go over it with a brush to soften the edges. Right. And 
And I, I like I like that for two reasons. One, because you can get that softness, and also mm -hmm. because it takes the graphite shine away. Um, you, you yes. That's because yeah. that's something I, I have noticed that that is yeah. that is a cool thing mm, mm. to get rid of that graphite shine. Uh, yeah, yeah, those liquid, um, the water soluble graphite does do that. That's kind of a cool thing. Mm. I love that. That that is so interesting. Mm. Uh, I'm fascinated with uh, abstract art anyway because so much more difficult than what uh, I think people know. I I can't do it. You know, you know how that is. Anything you can't do, it's like, you're just like that would just look like a mess if I if I tried it. Well, and I have tried different abstract things, and it just ends up looking like a mess. <laughs> well, the, the thing that I find because I I I do love working in abstract, and I know it's not so, something that that everybody um, can relate to, uh, but it's something I I get a lot of pleasure from. But yeah. I have to start from somewhere. I can't just start with a blank sheet that's why i use the, the 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 liquid pencil splashes and what have you to, uh, to draw into that so, so i've got something to start from or like when i'm working onto the the, the monotypes um it there, there is something there that i can just it just triggers and so i think oh okay oh that mark okay so that i can continue that mark and oh then it's yeah. needed for this whereas if you just have a blank sheet of paper and you oh, think, that's, I, yeah, yeah, I want to do an abstract. It, it's almost impossible. <laughs> right. There's, there's so many so many things you can start from. Um, and you're just letting it sort of take on a life of its own, absolutely. it sounds like. Yeah, it's yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and to a certain extent, that comes back to the the most recent collaborations that I've been doing, the letterbox ones, which we can talk about at some point. Yeah, let's but talk about that, with, if, with if those, that's okay. That's, yeah, sure, sure. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, because they're just starting from um, a mark, um, and then that mark leads to something else. So, um, yeah. So, so you're you're starting them, right? You so you make the mark, is that right? Or you yes. you started in some way? Okay. Well, so and but, oh, go ahead. Go. I, well, I can I can, I'll give you the background for this, for this particular okay. set of of collaborations that I'm doing, which is purely, it started because of the coronavirus and because of the lockdown yeah. and, and what have you, because I have a, a friend, an artist who lives up the road from me. Um, she's older than me. She's been, yeah, she's been an artist forever and she's, uh -huh. she's, she's very active, but she's actually um, legally blind now. She has macular degeneration, uh -huh. but she's still oh. producing art and it's still, it's good art, but she with the with the lockdown she was going to be unable to get out because and she really relies yeah. on other people taking her out and going to places and being with right. people so i thought why don't we do something that we can you know keep us both stimulated and yeah. Yeah, get, give some, yeah, keep keep the ideas flowing and so i i said to because i had some off cuts of paper which was sort of so big just small pieces that would fit right. in the letterbox easily and I said, why don't we do a collaboration? And I said, I'll put a few marks on one of these, put them in your letterbox, you work them up into something, and, and I'll give you some other bits of paper, you give me some marks, and I'll work them into something. And so that's what we've been doing. I mean, I've got some examples here. I can Obviously, I haven't got the befores, because I've only got the afters. Oh, but, well, that's cool. Uh, we can see the afters. That's, yeah, that's so pretty interesting. In, so, and they're, they're, I mean, they're, they're a lot of fun. And, yeah. So yeah, we 
came up with all sorts of different things and yeah, yeah. sometimes you how, how something will arrive and it's uh just yeah a couple of squiggles on the page or maybe a blob of paint and then I look at it and look at it and then oh you know things emerge so I mean I can I can hold things up I got a sure yeah, that um, you've got a you've got a nice resolution on that camera. We can see pretty yeah, well. That's all right, so it's good to be clear. Yeah, yeah. And so the, I mean, these, these are well. For example, okay, so um, I'll show you which one should I show you? Okay, well, I'll show you this one first. Um, is that in a good place for you to see? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see it. So, um, so I think down down the bottom there were some marks that I made in coloured pencil, yeah. not very much, just a few, and then Pat drew into that and she basically turned it into a, a garden. And so that was, that was. Oh, okay. See, it looked like fire to me immediately oh, when I saw right. it. Yeah, that is right. interesting. Yeah. Actually she, she's um, written on the back, although I can't read what it was, something visions from an empty something. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, mm. so that, that's one. But I, I think it's fascinating, though, that you're um, you're helping and aiding her to continue her art as well. You know, is is I mean, you're you're continuing to to produce some art too, and you're having this collaboration. So you're reaching out, and there's some community uh, even with that. But I, I think that's fascinating. There is a, a an artist friend of mine, she she teaches oil painting, and she has a student that has taken classes from her for a long time, and uh, she also has macular degeneration. <clears throat> Excuse me. And she gets within like a few inches of the, the canvas and uh, will create uh, some artwork. Um, at, you know, that's just uh, – you, you just keep going regardless, mm. you know. Mm. I mean, there's mm. something to be said about that. Oh. Well, it, but, I think to a certain extent, the, what has happened with her is that she's, in a way, not even painting with her eyes anymore. It's what's in her in her mm, head is experience, and her hands mm -hmm. will direct, you know. Where Just that muscle it. memory that she's yeah, built up over yeah, time. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh, hmm. But it's it's fun. I mean, I I've yeah. I've been enjoying you know, getting the things from her as well, and just oh, finding yeah. things in them. So yes, yeah, so it's been it's been really good. Yeah. But you've been doing these for a long time, right? You told me you started like in 2015, I mm. believe, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Collaborations. So, so the, the way the the first one began was I found in a um, an art shop somewhere some uh -huh. little. Um, uh, little folded uh, they were moleskin they were made by moleskin and they, mm -hmm. they were they must have been samples I think and each of these little folders had four pages in uh, of not terribly good paper but it was folded in such a way that you could make it into an envelope and post it and oh, wow. so I did a, a, a drawing on one and I did a post on my blog and I said that yeah it could be quite fun to do this and post it on somebody else and they do a bit yeah. and so on. And I got a great response. I had a response from about four people and they said, yeah, I'd love to do that. And so that was where the first one began. And I had, I think, four of those little books. And um, so I sent them off and, and got different things back. And it was interesting that it worked differently with different people. Um, so some people were on the ball, they did it, send it back. 
there, there is one little book which says never return to me and, and I oh. yeah, reminded the artist a few times I thought oh, okay oh no that was not going to happen so but that, yeah. but that was fine and so but yeah. so with, with those we were not working on one another's work we each do a page we'd have a, a bit of a theme so I think one was the ocean and one was something else I can't remember anyway and so and so we'd have a theme so we'd do one page each and so on um and then stemming from that one of the the, the women that I did it with who, who's she's an American she lives in Minneapolis um mm-hmm. and she's fantastic and she um we thought well why don't we do um one with four of us and and these are these are people I'd made friends with through my blog we were all artists we would all yeah follow one another's blogs comment and we were all really interested in one another's work and so we agreed we would do these and the way that one worked was uh, the four of us we each hand made a book just a really simple book of just folding uh-huh. up paper um in, in half to and and stitch it together to make a book oh neat yeah um and then we each chose a theme we'd each do the first drawing post it to the next person and round it goes so we'd end up with a book with um with artworks from each of us and so we've actually just just completed another one which took two years so that was a bit of a long time oh wow Um, yeah and so i am getting lost on your on your blog looking looking at this this is so beautiful um, I'll have a, a link in the show notes, guys. You got to go over here and check this out. Uh, wow, this is just put together so well. You can just enjoy all this artwork. Nice job. Sorry, I just had to interject that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so nice. You know, it's a bit too bit too diverse. Every now and then, I think, oh, okay, I'm doing doing too many different different aspects. <laughs> so I have to just hone back in on one thing. Um, but I, I do tend to keep breaking out because, yeah, the things come along and you think, oh, now that would be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's kind of how you, how you just, you just kind of follow your interests in, in yeah. any of art expressions, I guess. Yeah. So how long has been the longest collaboration then? Um, well, this one that I've just, just finished, um, oh, okay. now I don't know if you can see it, but in the corner of my room, uh, on the there's a, a set of drawers in the corner, um, and that it's it's standing on that. So that one is a concert. Okay. So that was. It's hard to see from here, but I, yeah, I see I, it over there. It's, yeah. It's right over there in the corner. But that I was the, the last one. But but in between all those, I actually did a, another and slightly different kind of collaboration with a friend here in Sydney, and um, we well we had we had two elements to it. One part was portraits, uh-huh. um, and these were ones where we actually did work together. Um, so we started, we, we, the, our only constraint was the size of the paper, and that was, um, it was uh, 150 centimetres square, so six inches square. Mm-hmm. And we, what we would do is we would each just draw a, uh, the beginnings of a portrait on um, on it and it didn't matter mm-hmm. who it was it could be imaginary it could be a real person whatever so th- we'd start that send it to the other person and she would finish it and so we ended up with over 70 of these oh and, wow and so and uh, this was over a period of, of a couple of years and and at the same time we were also doing um 
collaborating on Constantina books, but they were as the, the principle of we uh, each one had a theme and we one of us would do the first page and then the, the next person would do the next page and so on. So with oh, those, wow. we had one that was, we had um, Australian animals, teapots, um, landscape, <laughs> um, uh, toys. Um, there were six of them anyway. And, um, so they were all quite diverse. Yeah. So we, we ended up having an exhibition at the beginning of this year. Oh, um, wow. So we could sort of, we could, so we could show the portraits. So we had the 70 portraits all up on one wall. Um, were they all six by six? They were all six by six. That is fascinating. And, and we'd worked on them in all different media. So I, I obviously used pencils quite a lot, but uh-huh. I did bring in a bit of watercolor every now and then. And my friend uh-huh. Sue, Sue Rawlinson, who's a very good artist, she um, she works mainly in, in, in paint of various kinds, but she draws as well. And so we would, we'd each get our portraits and interpret them. And we'd interpret oh, them wow. very differently too. And, um, you know, we would surprise one another uh, in what we were doing. Because yeah. the thing about doing portraits, being doing um, collaboration like this, right. is there has to be a level of, of trust and also huh. you have to you have to be prepared to um, kind of give it away, if you know what I mean. Uh, you can't be too precious about what you do. Every now and then you, you, you do a drawing, you think, oh, really like that one. Wonder what she'll do with it. And <laughs> right. so, so sometimes it was. So you got to throw that aside and just say, really this Absolutely. is free. You know? yeah. 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 And, oh. and which I think is actually very freeing. And it's, mm. and it, it's very very good for an artist to do that sometimes because mm, i can see that it's 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 easy to be precious about our own work yeah. um whereas if you do something like this and not know what you're going to get back and i mean you you can get on some and excited on others so right and that would get rid of those feelings of oh this is too precious yeah. i don't even want to finish it because mm-hmm. i can't i can't i don't i'm going to make a mistake you know yeah and i got i have a lot of students that because i do teach and They'll they'll uh, often reflect that type of feeling, you know. They're like, I I, I don't know which way to go, and I'm I'm just going to sit on this for a few months, you know, that kind mm, of thing. It's like, mm, if you finish that and go to the next one, you know, you won't think of that one as just so precious that yeah. you're afraid to mess it up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That I love that idea. That is, uh, I can see that 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 would really get rid of uh, that whole that whole piece of it where you're thinking like that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I bet that was a fascinating um, exhibition, though. I mean, what it what was, was that show like? Yeah, because because what we did was well, we had the the focus really was the portraits and yeah. the the six little Constantina books, and so we had the, the Constantina books out on a table, the the portraits oh, up on one wall, but we also um, agreed to exhibit our own work as well. And oh, so, there's um, so much to look at then, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a small gallery. It had a downstairs and, a, and an upstairs. And so mm-hmm. downstairs we had the collaborative works, and we each had, I think, probably about three works. And I, I put in mostly my bigger abstract drawings, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I also put in one, one drawing, which is a coloured pencil one, and it's one that, um, that I was actually – I spent a lot of time on, and I was, mm-hmm. I was really pleased with, and it, mm. it was of 
my um, collection because there's another there's another area that, that we could talk about. It's also the fact that I travel a lot and I collect things, and so I have a collection, oh. a large collection of small things like whether it's shells or crab claws or seed pods or beetles, <laughs> all of those. Anyway, so this is. Do you do, do, you do a lot of nature sketching? That because I'm seeing a lot of um, yeah. like nature sketching over here. That okay, that's that is so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah so is this where the skulls came from in the in yeah. your uh, shelves over there? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. So, oh, well, yeah. a lot of them are from travel. To, so there, the two big ones. There's one. Yeah. Is a, a cow. And okay. the other big one is a camel. And oh, I, a camel. Okay. I was yeah. trying to figure that out. Like, yeah. wow. So, so that uh, looks pretty historic. Okay. I know. <laughs> no, so, I, uh, so, Australia, a wild Australian camel. I got that last oh. year when we were oh, traveling so out in the, the Australian desert. Um, yeah. So, but I've also got, I've got uh, kangaroo skulls and sheep and oh, deer wow. and wombat. So, a whole lot of different <laughs> So yes, these oh, are all that's traveling. But anyway, yeah, so that's another aspect of what I do. That's so fun. Oh, so you do some botanicals also? Yeah, well, because that, that was another because another society that I belonged to for a while was the Australian Society of Botanical Art. Okay, and, um, but because I I did a botanical class and the teacher actually was fantastic. I learned probably more about using watercolour from her than I have from anybody else. And I yeah. did it not because I wanted to become a botanical artist, but because yeah. I wanted to use those skills in sort of developing yeah. ideas and, and just uh -huh. broadening my horizons. And I, I do still use them when I'm doing my, my sketching, when I'm travelling and that sort of thing. But I also use them in the more abstract work as well. Um, so, yeah, and I'm... Because uh, plants, plants and wildlife and, and things like you know, the skulls and shells and things tend right. to be very much um, a starting point for me in a lot of my artworks. That they mm. they be the things that um, you know, that things progress from. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I enjoyed the um, and I like the you know, the in, even the internals of a plant because I don't know if you. On on um, on that drawings page, I think that there's some yeah. of my um, my dying tulips, and uh, and yeah. the, they were fantastic because somebody gave me a bunch of flowers, and I just let them kind of crumple, and they crumple into the most amazing shapes, and oh, so I drew them and I blew them up, and, yeah, drew them really large. I also love it. I mean, it's just such a mind twister that you're doing. A monochromatic study of of uh, flowers and some very colorful flowers too. I love that. I mean, <laughs> it's just something you wouldn't even think of. I mean, because you if you look at it though, the just the intricacies of a flower. I mean, these are incredible value studies, and it. You know, I, I guess we just always think of flowers as oh, you know, it's all about the color, all that, all that mm -hmm. color. But this is incredible. I mean, you're you're highlighting that. They're beautiful on their own, you know, mm. just, just and, the value and the, yeah, of them. Yeah, the form of them is, yeah, exactly. is just amazing. And, yeah. I mean, and I mean, just sort of extrapolating that a bit, that mm -hmm. the, even the, the drawing, the, it was a drawing I did of, of a, the dying tulip, and I did exaggerate mm -hmm. it a bit, and I had a, a drawing of my 
wombat skull. And when I put them side by side, you could actually see a real relationship between the two. And is that, that the one on, one on the page here things. as well? Um, I think that, I think that is on there. I think the, the, I think they probably skull. are there. Yeah. 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 That so, is fascinating to see those similarities. That is something. Mm, but it's, it's that's something that gradually emerges the more you do of that sort of thing. And then, you know, mm -hmm. it's, I suppose you have to let your, your mind be open to um, oddities happening. And, and whatever, whatever I'm doing, generally speaking, unless I'm, I don't know, drawing a bowl of fruit, which I never do really, but with nearly <laughs> everything I do, I, I don't start with the end in mind. Uh -huh. I might have a, a basic idea of the end, but the, I let things happen along the way. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and I, I do very often step away from something, put it away, and I come back to it a long time later and think, okay, now I know where that one needs to go, and I'll just take, take another, another approach or, or even cut it up and turn it into something else entirely. Let it percolate and and marinate and uh, mm. and then just come back to it, huh? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I I tend to not work in a progressive way of sort of starting one artwork, finishing it, moving to the next. I've usually got mm. half a dozen on the go at one time and just sort of keep coming backwards and forwards to them, and they feed one another. I find that mm. you you get ideas from one. And you suddenly mm -hmm. think, ah, oh, now if I I could do that with with that one, and or I, uh, get out different materials, but um, but it, it does tend to be the pencils, the coloured pencils. I come back to all the time, so so they very much are um, a, a key ingredient, really, in what I'm what I'm doing. Really, that's interesting. So you feel like there's some type of communication, really, then between the works that are incomplete, mm. uh, or, or that's what I'm taking from it. Like, like at least you're opening up your mind to new ideas. I guess if you don't have one complete. Yeah. So the end of the earth. I'm looking at this one on your colored pencil page. That let's see if I can make that bigger. That is that is so interesting. It, how big are those? The, the, each of those little panels is, um, I think it's about like nine by seven centimeters. So, wow. It's, so because talking about supports, what yeah. those are, and I don't admit this very often, but I will admit <laughs> to tell you what these are. They're paint swatches from the local hardware store. Oh. So, and it's a lovely That's... surface to work on because it's very very really? smooth yeah. and it it takes colored pencil beautifully because with those ones those were they had the basis of the liquid pencil because you can get the tinted liquid pencil and those were blue ones it's a blue liquid pencil and i used um an old brush, a really scrappy brush and i actually i, I sort of tore it a, a bit and sort of made it even worse and just deliberately, loosely just went, made marks on, on them. So it was quite light, but in swirling motions. And then I drew into it with different um, colored blue pencils. Oh, so you went on top with that. Okay, I got yeah, you now. Yeah, yeah I'm seeing yeah. it. Because he looked like, I mean, 
just looking at them uh, in that panel formation, it looks like waves. I mean, it looks like ocean waves or something. And But then when you start looking at them a little bit closer even, some of it kind of looks like wind. Mm. Um, I don't know. They're, they're, they're beautiful. I, I love that. And I'm, that's great. You can interpret them like that because so yeah. something I really enjoy is hearing other people's responses to my abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I mean, to, to me, that because we went on a, a trip to um, Iceland a few years ago, which is the most amazing place. And we went in winter and that some of that reminded me of some of the things that oh, we saw in Iceland. Yeah. So, I could yeah. see that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, some of this looks like could be um, mountains or mm. a glacier type of formation here. That is, that is okay. Now I'm seeing it from a different viewpoint <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, find stories in them, which is quite Yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just interesting because, you know, there's we have all these um, influences uh, that creep into our mind all the time, you know, and then it expresses itself in so many different ways. Yeah. I think a lot of times we're just not even aware that that's even going no, on. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that there are things that are so intrinsic to us that yeah, we mm-hmm. don't even realize is, and, and things probably that go right back to our childhoods and oh, our yeah. early life that uh, is just embedded there. And right. comes out in interesting different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So this this is so interesting. I mean, I here's here's been something that it's just kind of weighed on me a little bit recently where the you know, the virus happened. And so I, I talked to a lot of artists that they uh they just they're doing nothing. They're not creating art at mm. all. It's so sad to me. Mm. Um you know, they, they just totally stopped and just a lack of motivation, you know, they're just down a little bit about Mm. everything going on, which I understand. Um, but I think this whole idea of doing the collaborations, uh, is, is just such a, such a refreshing idea and a way to still connect with people, even Mm. though you're not, you know, looking at somebody face to face, you're still Mm. able to work together with, yeah. With other artists. I, I really and love it, that. And I think it gives gives you a motivation as well because you, yeah. you, if you're doing it with somebody else, then you, you feel an obligation to, to do yeah. it. Whereas if yeah. you're working on your own and you don't have an exhibition to work towards or anything like that, um, the then yeah. you think, oh, well, tomorrow will do. But if you've got right. something and you think, right, I'm doing this with somebody else and, and uh, yeah. They're expecting it, it me to have help. this completed. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so I think it's, and it, do, and it doesn't need to be anything serious. It's just nice to, to have fun with it really. Right. Um, so, right. yeah, yeah. So, it's, yeah, I, I, I think it's something that, because the, um, there's, oh, there's a woman in England who uh, we follow each other's blogs, and she mm. said to me, oh, she said, I've started doing this with my mother. And just, so she's just been sending things back and forwards with her mother. And so oh, it's great so, to know so that neat. other people have started doing it as well. Yeah, yeah. I have heard of a few artists over here in the States that have, have done some uh, collaborations like that and mailed them around. 
Um, but I don't hear of it real often. I just think it's a neat way to connect with others and to still encourage others. Like you said, yeah. there's that unspoken um, just accountability, you know, that goes on with something like that. Mm. That is so neat. Mm. So what's what's in the future what what do you um what are you looking forward to what what new things oh, are you gosh. thinking about well at the moment i'm i'm looking forward to going traveling again because yeah. one of the things we we do is we we go camping a lot and in central australia we get right oh, out you know, into the desert and that sort of thing, which yeah. is where i do a lot of my drawing get a lot of my um my references from so ah. that's something i am really looking forward to doing as soon as the National parks open up again and we're allowed to travel a bit. I'll be doing that. But so that's the sort of immediate things. But and and well, international travel too, ultimately. But as far as my art goes, I think it's just continuing to develop um, what I'm doing um, and e- exhibiting more because that I've I've never had a solo exhibition and I'm not sure mm. whether it's a solo or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it would depend because it's 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 a big it's um a big onus really and it's a mental strain as well to a certain extent whereas the, the one that I had with Sue who I did the portrait collaborations yeah, with right it was great we had mutual support um right. and 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 um she had a lot of friends who were very supportive who came to the exhibition uh, some of my friends came too but not so many. And it's, it's all those sorts of things that you think, oh, not so sure about. But, but Yeah, it's just kind of the fear of, un, of the unknown a little bit absolutely. there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it is great to get your work out in a body, on a wall somewhere, in a, in a right. gallery. That is a fantastic thing. So I will be and, – and I, I enter competitions and things all the time, so uh-huh. I do send my work out like that. But – uh, and I'll continue to do that because there are certain exhibitions, certain competitions here in Australia, particularly drawing ones that uh-huh. I aspired. I got selected into one of the ones that I regard as most important two years ago, um, which was fantastic. It's the Adelaide Perry Prize for Drawing. Um, and they they get about 800 entries and they hang about 50 works so oh, so to wow. get in that i was really really yes but congratulations I, that's that uh, is quite an accomplishment then wow that is something but i i i've entered that a lot of times and i entered yeah. in this year and i didn't get in this year so you, you just never know with the judges so things like that i will continue to do and other prestigious drawing prizes i'll just keep yeah. putting my work in and right for the best so Probably that's that's the sort of the trajectory really at the moment of just just trying to because I'm I mean selling work is fantastic I, it's, uh-huh. it's great because it gets it out of the house and it's a, uh, an acknowledgement but actually <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. getting recognition is yeah. probably more important to me mm, um, mm-hmm. to have people think that my work is good um, mm-hmm. that it's it's worthwhile that that is probably the thing that I aspire to more than anything else, really. Mm. Mm. What advice would you give to a new artist, someone who um, maybe has not, you know, doesn't have this rich history of being at least exposed to art mediums and they're 
coming to the medium of maybe colored pencil or some other drawing medium or paint for the first time, what advice would well, you give them? Um, lots of things. Well, one thing I would say is if you possibly can, go to classes, any classes, and mm -hmm. be prepared to try more than one. I mean, I have gone to lots and lots of art classes. Some of them have not suited me at all. Others yeah. have been fantastic. And also, you often learn as much from the other people in the class as you do from mm -hmm. the teacher. So I think that is one really key thing, because trying mm, to do it on your own advice. is hard. I mean, I'm sure that there are lots of good online courses, and they're probably at this in this particular time, there probably are, I think galleries and things are running. But anyway, so I'd say go to classes, get help, get advice. Mm -hmm. Another thing I would say is always use quality materials. Don't mm -hmm. think you can just use, you know, the odd scraps of computer paper <laughs> or something. And, right. And, and, uh, but, but also don't be afraid of the materials as well. Buy decent uh, quality yeah. paper. But don't be afraid that oh I'll mess, it, mess up. it up. Just, just be <laughs> right. prepared to be prepared to mess it up. Yeah. Um, and good quality pencils and that's sort of thing because if you have poor materials, if you buy uh -huh. student or you know like a kid's paint box or something, you're just not going to get good Crayons. results. And, <laughs> right, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Or or cheap brushes if you're going to be painting. Yeah. You need just because you don't need many. If you buy two quality right. brushes then you're much better off than having a great big pack of cheap and nasty ones. So that's, mm -hmm. that's another thing. Um, and uh, probably another thing I would say is persist because mm. I know when, when I'm doing an artwork and it's probably the same with everybody, you get to a point where you think, this is rubbish. This is never going to work. <laughs> um, you know, but yes. you have to keep on going. Yeah. And, and even if it does end up rubbish, which they, they sometimes do, sometimes it still is rubbish, you learn so much along the way um, and it's a sense of satisfaction yeah. of finishing it. Whereas if you get halfway through and think this is never going to work and throw it away and think, oh, well, I'll give up now, then you'll never get anywhere. Um, so, And probably another thing is, and this is one of the hardest things to learn, develop a thick skin. If you get people saying, oh, no, that's yeah. not, not good, or if you put work in an exhibition or you try and get things selected and it gets rejected, right. I get rejected all the time. Right. Lots of other artists get rejected. Right, and you right. Have, you, and you do have to develop a thick skin about that. Yeah, um, you got to get used to that. That's right. It, and it's hard. It still hurts. Mm -hmm. Even after mm -hmm. years and years and years, it, it's sort of, oh, they didn't want me, you know. <laughs> If Especially you, when you think this is a great one, this uh, this is it, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, and and that's another thing. Because uh, it was a conversation I had with another artist recently, and he was saying, and he actually posted online uh, a painting he did in I think 1989 or something, and he said he submitted it to one of the big art prizes. It got rejected, and he was devastated. And now he's looking back, and he said it actually wasn't a very good painting. And, so, and that's the thing that you actually have But at to, the time, yeah. But at the time, yeah, he yeah. thought it was fantastic. So right. um, you do, it's, it's a certain detachment. But I think, yeah, I think probably the key things are get an education as best you possibly can um, yeah. and, and use quality materials and persist. Mm, persist i love that one too and the, and the thick skin thing that that is that is so so good i heard um an artist i think it was an artist 
memory serves me, talk about how to really think about your um, your work not as you know this is something to just elevate as like the trophy and all that, but to think more about this as milk, um, you know, or fill in the blank, whatever you want to think of as something common in every day. You know, people, they'll, they'll drink some milk once in a while. You know, I don't drink milk. I drink almond milk. But anyway, <laughs> we're an almond milk family over here. But anyway, uh, but the point's the same, you know, maybe crackers or rice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you take some, you leave some, you use it, you don't use it, you throw some out, you it spoils sometimes, you know, that's your art. Um, it'll resonate with some, it won't with others. And that's okay. You know, it's, you're offering something that it's. I be think good that's, for a, that's a lovely analogy because it, it's yeah, yeah it it means it's it is and it is an important part of every day but yeah. it's not it's not the be all and end all it is right. it is it's it's not air <laughs> no that's right that's right it is it but it's part of life because yeah. I I heard a, a comment oh some time ago and which which stuck with me which actually seemed quite harsh and it was um, an art student talking to a, a, a well-known artist who's well, well established and the art student said, oh, I'm really struggling with my art. I, I, th- I think I'm, I'm going to have to give it up. And the, art, the artist said to him, mm. if you have to ask that question, you should give it up, uh, which mm. was really harsh. But the point mm-hmm. he was making was you, it, it should be just such an intrinsic part of your life yeah, that, that that's just, who you, you are. You just do it. You don't need to ask a question. And everybody knows you get, you get stuck places. You get yeah. places where you think, I'm never going to get past this or whatever. But Plateaus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it. that is good. That really is good, you know. Mm. It is part of, you know, it's who we are, you know. You, yeah. you can't help but uh, mm. create art. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It just sort of becomes, yeah, it, it's an essential part. And, mm-hmm. and and I find even if I'm not doing it, which I'm, I'm not doing it all the time by any means, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about it. It's it's right. always sort of ticking away there <laughs> right. in the background. So, yeah. I know how that is. That's yeah. yeah. Uh, this this world would be a sadder place if there weren't artists. You know? Oh, it sure would. Yeah. Well, you know, I, is is there anything else that, that you can think of that we should talk oh. about? I think there's, we covered a lot. There's probably a million things, but you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> we could be on here for hours. I'm sure my bladder won't hold out just to be honest yeah, yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, it's great. You've, you've asked fantastic questions. It's been really good. Really good. Well, thanks, Anna. I, I feel like we just skimmed the surface. Um, you know, I don't, who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll have you back on in the future. That would be, that would be awesome to at least follow up with you. And I'd love to know what you're doing uh, in the ne- near future. That'd be really cool. Okay. But hey, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Well, thank, thank you. you, John. I've really enjoyed it. It's been fantastic. So thank awesome. you very much for asking me. You're very welcome. Thanks for sacrificing this much time to do this. I really appreciate it. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. You can go over to the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast. I believe this one might be, I better not say, I think it'll be episode 257, but I'm not sure. (laughs) It'll be something like that. But go over there and check out uh, this particular uh, blog that we've been talking about and look at Anna's work. I think you'll be very inspired. 
this felt to me like a fresh, a, a breath of fresh air. Honestly, um, you know, we can get so tight with detail. Most of us in looking at uh, realism and trying to create realism in uh, colored pencil art. And I think there's room for a lot of different styles in this particular medium. And I hope if nothing else, that that has brought that to the forefront of your mind. And I, I've known artists who have left the medium of colored pencil um, because, and they just started out and then they left and they went on to something else, which is fine. But um, I kind of wish they would have stayed <laughs> with colored pencil a little bit, but they were intimidated by just all the hyper realism and the photo realism and all the representational art. And there's room for everything in this medium. So I just hope that that uh, was something that you could at least take away from what we've been talking about. So go over to the show notes and reach out at any time. Podcast at sharpenedartist.com. This is a weekly show. I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.